and you're listening to Major Spoilers Dungeon Crawl on Dragons. what's that word? On dr- duns, d- on mazes and monsters. <laughs> at Tom Major Hanks. Spoilers. That'd be great if we could get Tom Hanks to play. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> the problem is he'd flip out and go to New York and end up being a male prostitute in the subways. So. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want that. Beat up in the camp. Uh, fortunately, speak for yourself. Leon uh, <laughs> uh, posted some guards, and we had a chance to regain all of our powers. And it's a brand new day. And now we turn it back over to our dungeon master, Rodrigo. Okay, so you guys. Is it my mic? Yeah, I guess I was just facing away from it. That was climactic. Um, <laughs> so the next. Morning, you the guys. Still on fire. Yep, the sky's still on fire. You guys wake up. Um, and are really are woken up as the caravan begins to get ready to move. Well, okay. we're just gonna follow along with him, I suppose. Okay. Orm's actually been up for a while, so if you wanted to have done something beforehand. Oh, I need to pick my daily. I'm gonna pick the flaming sphere again. Okay. So he's researching. Yep, he's reading a book. Phase of the sun. Okay. Oh, you might daily your morning research too. I was just uh, it's gonna involve some eggs. Be mixed cured of mixtures. What? Well, whatever I can shoot <laughs> or catch or something, and then I'm gonna eat it. And uh, eat it. I'm gonna take my axe. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna see if it's got any blood on it. I'm gonna see if the blood looks good. <laughs> if it does, I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna move on. Okay, so the caravan moves along. Um, <laughs> the uh, the rest of the trip to at least as far as the skeleton towns is relatively uneventful, and I do say relatively because you guys do run across um, a few more of those uh, geode oh eggs. Oh boy, mm. these things have rained down everywhere. Yep. And they're all the ones that you find are already open, and you around them very frequently. You find these like fist-sized burrows. Sometimes, mm-hmm. should we examine? Uh, Randus, mm. go look yes. inside that hole and see if you see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually have something that might help with that. <laughs> I pull out of my bag this little dome-shaped thing. It got all sorts of lenses on the front. The back looks like it folds open. I put a key in, start turning it up, and when I pull it out, these legs just spring out. I drop the thing, and it like hunches down, and it starts skittering over. What manner of of creature is this? It's a device I've managed to uh, put back together and uh, repurpose for my own needs. It's a a kind of a little uh, lab assistant. It pretty much uh, does what I want it to do when need be. Well, send it into this hole. Let's see if there's anything in there. Okay. So you send your assistant into the hole? Okay. Skitter, 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 Stops. Comes back. Very well. 
prints out some tape for you to read. Yeah, just a lot of information. Didn't find any life signs. Found some, you know, organic goop in there. But it says that the uh, the tunnel keeps going, and it would take it beyond the range that it's allowed to go from you. Very well. Okay. So I guess we'll have to just continue on with the journey, right? Yep. Hold it back up, put it in my back. Fascinating piece of technology. I want Indeed. one. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've yet to really duplicate it, but I've been trying. Can you make one that looks like a duck? <laughs> Perhaps someday. Perhaps oh, someday. So, the journey continues, and by nightfall of the next day, since, you, since this caravan is just hustling... You have made it to the first hamlet of the skeleton towns. Um, it, well, it looks like it's in total disrepair, but it looks like it wasn't hit by anything. Mm. So it looks like a big ghost town, mostly made out of uh, <coughs> clusters of stone buildings and a few wooden buildings that kind of surround them. Okay. Um, and a lot of the people in the caravan are very happy to see, you know, workable structures and. It's it's kind of the first thing that you've seen that actually to actually excite people recently. So a, a lot of them, you you can tell that a few of them are carpenters, and they you know basically start getting to work and fixing up some of the buildings and mm-hmm. make them livable. Mm-hmm. Are there any uh, people around besides the, our caravan there are, people? There are no people. So here. this is essentially just a ghost town. It is. Okay. Um, Randus, do you feel that there's any reason for us to explore this this area? You have been here before, you said, uh, uh, doing some digging and, and research. Oh, yes, I've uh, been through these parts. Uh, unfortunately, however, I think probably the best uh, course for us would be to go check out that skeleton town that was mentioned and okay. see if there would be something in those mines, which mm-hmm. would probably be a more direct approach into trying to get this mystery solved. What say you, Wolf Boy? Wolf Boy. Smith, what do you think of, of, of this idea? I said you've been here. I've been with the caravan until uh, Diamond Throne. But uh, if there's going to be people staying here for a little while, I say wherever you guys need me, I'm willing to help out. Okay. Torque, do what? I dare ask? Should you want to go? You want to go dig around in some holes? That sounds like fun. Okay. I'm going to buy a shovel. Uh, I don't think we're going to need a shovel for this. I've got my pack. I think it's got a small shovel in it, right? No. No? All right. I'm going to buy but a shovel. But you can borrow a shovel for somebody. Okay. Somebody. I'm going to borrow a shovel. Okay. You have one shovel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it briefly floats above your head you when you get it. You got shovel. <laughs> um, is it, is it in, enveloped in a ball of light? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And spinning. Awesome. You, you have to press up C to use it. Anyway, you guys, uh, you guys are trying to head for one of the mines, maybe from the elves' description, the mine that he had been through. Uh oh. <laughs> skills challenge. Oh boy. I like skill challenges, except when we don't win them, so I don't like them. <laughs> Well, then you're going to love this one. Yep. This one's a little easier than the previous one, that you only need to get six successes instead of eight. All right. But uh, you guys um, begin to... Can you to... move it so as I can see the brackets? Yeah. It's, I can you can just move the camera probably simpler. Mark? Thank you. Did you just nerf? <laughs> the same thing we do no. every night, Pinky. 
<laughs> Try to beat this world. damn skill challenge. From here, it looks like Morbius and Sabretooth are about to have a running race. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so this is you guys. You guys are the Karate Dwarf. We're Sabretooth. Yes. And Morbius is the uh, ignominious opposition of the universe. <laughs> ignominious is not a real word. Somehow I'm missing my own. This is mine. Is it? I think so. Got it. normal size D20 is the black one. So, we shall call this skill challenge Traveling Through the Mines. So, what you guys are trying to do is get down into the mines to hopefully find some clues as to what Randis has been looking for. And maybe use that to uncover some more further secrets about what is going on. The rules for this particular skill challenge are the Lord Kensington rules, <laughs> um, by which I mean you can't. Um, here's what you can use any skill that's available to you. Um, you can only you can't use the same skill that somebody has just used that the person immediately be- before you in initiative has just used, and you can't use the same skill. Two turns in a row. Okay. You guys understand that? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. So if somebody fails with a particular skill, we have to use something different. No, whether they succeed or fail. Here's the deal. Let's say that Steven goes first and then Rob goes, right? Steven rolls Arcana. Rob can't roll Arcana. <laughs> because Steven just did. When it comes back around to Steven, Steven can't roll Arcana again. Because he did it last turn. Okay, but somebody else can. Somebody else can. So okay. once Steven goes and he doesn't roll Arcana, Rob can roll Arcana again. Um, this largely, I like these rules because they prompt more description from people, so they're not just like, I roll Arcana. I roll Arcana. I roll Arcana. <laughs> and so all we have to do is just beat? You have to beat a DC. Okay. And do we know what that arcana. is? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. The DC is 15, so it's actually Torque, not don't that. Don't roll Arcana. <laughs> I've never rolled higher than a 3 for Arcana, and I have a negative 1 in the skills, so I figure, you know. So, why don't you guys go ahead and roll me initiative? <sighs> I'm last. I got a, a 1 plus... I got a 5. Rolling four. I've I rolled five. better than I like, did both times combined. All right, anybody beat 16? No. Okay. So Smith is first with 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, seriously, 9, <laughs> 9, Rend is on 9. Rend is not last. Nope. I is number Eight, 2. 8, 7, 6, 5, yeah. 6, yeah. okay, Torque on 6, and you on 5. Okay. We reversed orders. No, we Usually I go first, is all. Okay, so... On 16, you are traveling down some mines. What do you do, Smith? Um, I'm going to... Get a, get a text message? Apparently. Turn that thing off. Yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> no, wait. That was me. I was sending him a message. <laughs> Damn it. Stop texting Rob during the game. But it was game-related. I didn't want you to know. <laughs> ah, what did I do with my trying phone? Trying to stop your total party kill. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Uh, players... <laughs> Endure. Okay. And enduring goes. Go, didn't d- describe what you're enduring. Uh, so you just see the, what in- the air smells bad. Yeah, the air smells bad. Place. It's tough. I'm really hot because of the whole giant leather across everything. Mm-hmm. All right. 
And that'll be a 16. Okay. That beats the DC. You guys advance one. Awesome. Um, Rendis, you are you are in the lead. Yes, uh, since uh, this is kind of my uh, previous experience of having done the splunking and exploring, I shall uh, seize the lead and uh, basically give everybody pointers of what to look out for and uh, help navigate us through this so we can safely travel through this better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to dungeoneer it up. Okay, awesome. Yeah. But that should still... Yeah, that's a 15 dead on. All right, that does it. You guys advance a little <laughs> bit more. Doing good so far. I'm sure that won't last. Torque. <laughs> <laughs> you are down this mine. Randus uh-huh. has just instructed you on the proper way to hold on to things so you don't tear them uh, and I, things don't fall on your head. What do you do? I, I try to do what Randus said. Okay. <laughs> I, I try not to tear anything down on my head. Let's see. Uh, what's a good What's a good skill for following instructions? I would say <laughs> in, in, insight. Insight. What's your insight? Okay. Oh, your insight is like one. I have an insight. <laughs> uh, perception is one. Okay. Um. um uh, dungeoneering is one. Right. We'll call uh, it. We'll call it an insight check. And, oh gosh. Never mind. And see how you <laughs> do. Athletics. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, go go ahead and roll me an insight check. Sixteen plus one. All right. Oh, all right. oh my god. Good job. You're a good yeah, one. I'm able. I'm able to think clearly for up to seventeen minutes at a time. <laughs> so I just have to keep reminding him. What did we uh, say about pulling on things that say do not pull? Stalagmites might poke you in the eye. Stalagmites uh, hit me in the head. I am for serious, you guys. Stop kicking the mics. It's uh, not me. It's Brian. Uh, All right, so uh, kick it. That, that was Brian. I didn't move. I'm I guess or I'm we're gonna crazy. Me coming feet. up uh, from the rear, uh, I am going to uh, to probably make maybe take a little bit more time and look around and see if my natural fey abilities. Uh, with nature skills, mm-hmm. are able to uh, suss out anything or feel anything uh, uh, of this bit of earth that has been uh, dug into. Damn it. Seven. Um, was that a nat one? Yes. yes. Then it's an automatic failure no matter what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you can't archon. Uh, so how many does the universe have? You, you can spend an action point if you want, but you guys At are this point, no. doing okay. Smith. Hmm. I am going to, uh, you know, deftly jump over the pits that, you know. Randis. Randis, mm-hmm. yeah. I was wanting to say Points Rand- out. Randis points out using athletics. Cool. For Ooh. 10. That's. Guess not so deftly. All right. So, Randis, how do you get uh, Smith out of a hole? <laughs> get him out of a hole. Hmm. <laughs> I talk his way up. No. <laughs> it's funny too because he just used athletics, so you can't use that. <laughs> I know. That's what it stinks. Go ahead okay. and uh, okay. spend a healing sword surge, Rob, <laughs> or right. lose it rather. So again, using my knowledge of my previous experience in these uh, deep dark places, uh, I uh, search around to try to find the best place for him to look out and uh, guiding him. I use my perception to help him climb out by finding the. Best natural hand and footholds. Okay. Well, that's good. Nice. I got it on a die, so that'll be 21. Okay. You guys are two away from success, one away from total failure. Torque. Torque? (laughs) 
Well, he surprised us last time. He's a good learner, unlike some people. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an excellent learner, but only in a driveway. Wait, never mind. So, so we are. How far have we gotten into mine? You are actually really deep into the mines at this point. You. This sounds like the kind of thing that might cause me to have to check my endurance because I'm leaning way over and I'm. Moving and being careful and trying not to, you know, kill us all. Yeah, this is definitely outside of what Torque usually does, so an endurance check probably is called for. 18 plus 8. That'll do it. Alright, and it all comes down to Orem. Yeah, but I got an action point that I can still spend. You, you do have an action point kicking around. <laughs> Alright, yes, so but we uh, have seen in the, in the feud in the past that you can, in fact, flub twice in a row. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, uh, again, trying to delve back into my knowledge about these mines, I think I'm going to use history and see if there's anything that I can hmm. recall about these mines. 15 plus 11 is 26. Alright, you guys have just succeeded at a skill challenge. <laughs> How does that feel? That feels awesome. Wow, I've that never feels really unique. Before. I don't think we ever done that before. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> One thing I can say is I didn't set anyone on fire this time. Yep. <laughs> so, I didn't accidentally dazzle Torque. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't accidentally get set on fire or, or get dazzled. So that's a plus. Life is good. Don't feel so bad. You're not the only one to accidentally do stuff to Torque. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did stuff to Torque on purpose, though. <laughs> uh, in any case... A bomb did mean stuff to me once. <laughs> once. <laughs> Anyways. God, this is so difficult sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm going to attack the darkness. Or I'm kind of... Uh, <laughs> really... Stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> I will I will, I will fill this room with foam. <laughs> I'm serious. Beanbag rounds all around. Ow. Anyway. Um Orem's uh last bit of knowledge <laughs> manages to because Orem, you know, thinks is like, okay, what do I know about this area? I got some maps, pulls it out, looks looks at the uh, looks at all his scrolls, and is like, well, there should be there's a river above this particular area, so there should be kind of an underground cave. So he can, you guys kind of move some rocks around and actually find this secret little cove. Hmm. Um, as you guys go into it, um, you spot something moving on the other side of the water. What's that? It's hard to tell. Did it's kind of dark that? in here. I cast light. Light! Ah. Oh my god. It is a powerful wizard indeed. What can cast light? <laughs> what color is the light? It is a nice amber color. Nice. Not too bright, not too dark. Maybe, you know, just perfect for... Just warm and... Uh, yeah, just perfect for seeing in, in, the, in the low places like this. Okay. As you cast light and you can see... I can see... pick a color. Maybe I uh, pick green and it's a night vision. <laughs> Whatever you want. The oh, light is black. Okay, so it's green now? Yes. Okay, so he casts light, and an amber light appears, and then he changes his mind, and it turns green. <laughs> <laughs> Disco ball! Yep. And um, the uh, on the other side, you see the creature that it's skittering around. Oh, my goodness. What is that thing? What is um, that? It appears to be... Um, well, here's what it looks like. There is uh, about a fist-sized head. It's not um, that appears that appears to be made entirely of metal has one central kind of jewel right at the center of it, 
Then after that, there's a body that is maybe only a little bit bigger than the head. And then right behind that, a sphere that is maybe two feet in diameter, um, just attached. So head, other segment, big sphere. Then out of the central segment, there are these huge, thin, spider-like legs coming out of it. Um, it also appears to have two little graspers. Mm-hmm. So you see this crazy mechanical spider-looking thing. I, I turn to Randis and I whisper, Is that the thing you were looking for? Not exactly. Oh, man, are these the droids you were looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> no, it's not quite what I've seen before, but it could be of the same origin. Torque, have you ever seen a thing like that? Yep. What did, what, did, what does it do? I don't know, but I've seen it just right now. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> so, um, I could roll a insight. Is that what I could roll? To, to find out, what? to see if I know anything more about this or if it looks you, It would be or... probably Arcana, but I'll just tell you right now that you don't. You don't, don't. okay. okay. Um, you can roll insight to see how it's feeling. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Could I like roll insight to, or I mean, uh, Arcana to see if it would look like the same design as the sure. creatures? That twenty, not, not twenty. Yeah, you recognize <laughs> some of the, essentially Components. some of the design aspects. Okay. Hmm. Um, after you cast light, it kind of looks over at where you guys are, and it just kind of, you know, turns its body around. And it's like skitter, 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 skitter. Turns around and just kind of starts moving away from you guys. It doesn't seem terribly concerned about you. It seems to be like picking up rocks and placing them in other, like in little piles. Examine the piles. Okay, you guys actually cross the yeah. the water. Yeah. Well. Okay, you guys cross the water. Get eaten by a dragon. Roll new characters. <laughs> Sweet Bippy. <laughs> no, no Very dragons. Much an inflatable raft. <laughs> you uh, the water comes up to about your uh chest, so you know Torque's belly button. <laughs> um. You guys come out of the water and start examining the piles. The piles appear to be different types of rocks. No, this pile know. has brown rocks. This pile has, you know, kind of bluer looking rocks. This pile has little pebbles, like little smooth pebbles. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be for a purpose, or it just might be uh, programmed to organize things and just setting about his purpose here in this natural caverns certainly does not look like something that belongs down here. Most likely not. But, it knows, it climbs can... up a wall and starts kind of trying to dislodge a rock from the wall. Dislodges it. Walks back down. Puts it on a pile. If you guys you guys are standing among its piles... We move, or when it comes near us, we let it... We don't... Okay. Well, I don't... At least... Because, yeah, it seems... It doesn't want to approach you, so... It just kind of stops at a safe distance. If you guys move away from its piles, it just goes back and puts something on a pile. Turns back around. Uh, move up and examine. Try to move up and examine it. Okay. It at, at whatever clip you're moving towards it, it just it stays away from you. So it stays like a good maybe 15 feet away from you. You get closer to it, it backs away. Stop moving, mm-hmm. it stops moving. Move back. Kind of moves a little bit towards you if its rocks are in that direction. <laughs> what happens if we flank it? You can, well, you guys can like turn around and like try to capture it. Yeah, 
okay. I don't know. Is there are there any other exits in this area? Is there anything else we yeah, see with there's light? more caves going down in some like in the opposite direction from which you came. I'm gonna take out my companion again and uh just have it like walk up to it and see if it reacts to that at all. Okay. You uh put down your secretary and it yes. skitters over. Um the uh spider actually gives it a lot more um, consideration. Or, yeah, consideration than it has to you. It actually looks down at it. Your little companion looks up at it. They kind of... I think it's trying to get dial up. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, your companion skitters back to you, starts printing out some tape, and this thing goes back along its business. The uh, tape says... Um, has a uh, sequence of numbers. Mm-hmm. And then it and it says um, mineral compiling unit. Hmm. Um, you you're pretty sure that the sequence of numbers it's its name you know essentially its yeah. serial number. It's confirmation. Um, Very well. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it is. It's just uh, actually sorting these rocks for their uh, mineral components, and I guess that's its uh, de- designation. So looks like I don't think it's doing any harm here. I suppose we'll just uh, let it be and uh, continue on and see what else we can see. So who, who, who does it work for? Unfortunately, I'm not quite sure. They can try that to have of, it ask it again. Yes. Like, that seems kind of important. All right. Well, let's go, go ask a, who is your operator or commander. Okay. Make sure that it asks if it works for Melty Ninjas. <laughs> your, uh, your little guy walks over. Comes back. Prints out some tape. Rip. Read it. Okay. Um, it says, um, commissioned by the coil mind cast, comma, exilarchy of cogs. Very well. But, but who does it work for? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, who it is is for some orga- organization known as the exilarchy of cogs. Again, I think that might be the uh, beings I have uh, previously ran into, or perhaps their makers. Are those words? Yes. Because I don't know what an exilarchy is. But it kind of makes me wonder if it's like, you know, you guys can all give me me a history check to see if you uh, know what an exilarchy is. Ooh, 29. 29. 29. 16. Okay. Um, wow. Orem, yes, you guys are apparently good with vocabulary. <laughs> um, Orem knows that an exilarchy is a the ruling body of a people in exile. Mm. So, for example, the the elders in a or in exile or that have been captured. So, you know, to use a real world uh, example, like the elders in a concentration camp are would have been an exilarchy okay. because they were oppressed and and kept in a you know hmm. isolated in a concentration camp, but they were still technically in charge of the people in there. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, you know. I guess we could go exploring more if this thing is not doing us. I'm I'm not sure if we're to be down here or if anything is worth being down here for. Uh, 
But I, if you guys want to explore further, well, like I say, apparently the your uh, elven or your friend, please with the elven. I'm sorry, a slip of the tongue. I do apologize, uh, but your friend apparently was attacked while he was exploring uh, similar uh, mechanisms as of this. Perhaps there is some correlation. So. I say we look forward and see if we can find any connection ourselves to the recent events. Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to look at things because the talky men are particularly talky today. Okay. So Tork and just kind of goes off down a cave. I'm going to follow Tork. Okay. <laughs> but unlike Tork, you could understand us. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. The big one's wandering off again. Let's follow. I also know that he's going to get himself into trouble. Good idea. Yep. So you guys wander down some caves, and eventually the caves stop being caves and appear to be kind of mason stone. Um, just very simple. They've just been kind of carved out to be able to apparently fit probably bigger things through here. Um, they, the wider, the widest the passage gets is probably about. 20, maybe 30 feet in diameter. So, you know. Fairly sizable. Yeah. And as you continue to travel, um, a you hear a voice from up ahead. It's kind of tinny. And it says, Halt! Who goes there? It is I, Orum! Of the El- Eladrin! Along with my companions! We're seeking answers. I have no such name in my database. Brandis, perhaps if you mention... Brandis, perhaps if you mention the manufacturing company. <laughs> we uh, wish to ask about the... Uh, Excel. What the correct did I write? Excelarchy. Excelarchy of cogs. It's supposed to be the smart one. Yeah, supposed to be is the upfront word there. <laughs> okay, so what do you ask? Basically, we uh, wish to uh, inquire about the Excelarchy of cogs. What would you like to know about them? We they wish- sent us. And we need to see your leader. Wait. Our leader sent you to see our leader? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're the the local leader. The local leader. Yeah. Your node supervisor. <laughs> Does not compute. Who are you with? We don't belong to any particular organization. We are merely trying to find answers as to uh, the current events that have occurred upon the surface. Well, I will need an organization name for my report. So this is where we need to form a group name. <laughs> uh, we are Torque and the Torque Tones. <laughs> God. Great. He shouted it out. It's entered into logs now. Very well. Uh, I am Torque. I am the fearless leader of us all. Very well. Please wait here. <laughs> See, them machines ain't smart at all. <laughs> it's easy to so, smart because they got, like, you know, 
I wonder. They also yes. hear better than we do, Torque. Yes, uh, please try to refrain from uh, disparaging the machines while in their presence. And they can't hear me, they're way over there. Torque, perhaps it would be best to uh, hold, hold your tongue. So, oh, fearless leader. <laughs> you, uh, the voice comes back. Yes, uh, one of our elders is willing to meet with you, Torque and the Torkelton tones. <laughs> yeah, please follow me. And, you know, so far he's kind of been down the hallway, so you haven't really gotten a good look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, you may approach. Right. So we walk towards Very it. Well. Okay, yes. you walk towards it and find out that he's about a maybe 10 feet tall, like, um, automaton. He has that kind of central eye thing. You see all manner of, uh, compartments that you can imagine from the ones that don't do it all that well, conceal all kinds of crazy weapons. Um, you see a lot of spikes half protruding out. Um, all in all, its craftsmanship ship is exquisite. It's just nothing like you've seen before in any way, even in, you know, little clockwork devices is, you know, the way that he is put together is kind of beyond anything you've seen before as far as artifacts go. And he just kind of turns around, makes no noise. He doesn't, like, stomp on the ground or anything. And just kind of wanders down the uh, the tunnel with you guys. Okay, and we're following. What what uh, what manner of being are you? Hmm? I am a construct. What is this construct? Well, I am in a machine animated by clockwork me- mechanisms as well as magic. Mm. And who built you? Ah, uh, I was built by our creators many, many hundreds of years ago. Mm. And what is your primary purpose? Guarding this tunnel. And what is it, where does this tunnel go? Into the city. What city? The city of the Exilarchy of Cogs. Hmm. And who are these exiled elders uh, of which the city is named? The elders of our people. Frustrated. Uh, frustrated Orm uh, falls silent. Okay. The, um... Worry not. This I'm guy sure keeps walking, and eventually the tunnel just opens up into a magnificent clockwork city. Mm-hmm. Um, the buildings are mostly made of shiny metal of various colors. There's bronze and kind of some with a red lacquer. There's steely blue ones and um, a lot of gear motifs and cog motifs and rivets and things like that. Um, there are all manner of ridiculous clockwork creatures here. Anything from that spider you saw before to clockwork birds to very humanoid-looking things to not-at-all-humanoid-looking things. Um, And sort of from the hustle and bustle emerges a creature that is largely humanoid. Um, Again, has that kind of central eye. No real uh, mouth to speak of. It's just kind of a flat... uh, surface for its face, um, wears, or rather has built into him what appears to be a um, 
headdress of office, just kind of a central cog in its head that goes around like a diadem and has like little points coming out of it. Hmm. Um, he is about maybe six feet tall, um, slouches a little bit. You can tell from its uh, legs, it kind of has that uh, predatory cat kind of legs. They, you know, he hunches a little bit. They kind of go forward, and he's kind of walking on his toes. Um, big beefy arms. Its um, forearms are bigger than its actual arms. It makes that kind of phone sound that we heard in the background. <laughs> um, yes, that is its little secretary. It, it comes along with like this little secretary, and that's the noise the little secretary makes when he's talking to him, giving him information. <laughs> Quiet now, little one. I need to talk to these outworlders. Um, he walks up to you and looks to each of you. Looks at the uh, big soldier thing that brought you in. The soldier thing points at Torque and it extends a hand at Torque. Greetings, outworlder. I am Arquibus. I am Halston Thorkelson, and these are my faithful retinue, and I shake his hand. Okay. <sighs> Very well, foreigners. Follow me. He turns around and leads you into one of the buildings. See, there are machines, and machines believe that the biggest is probably in charge. I see. Well, okay. I'm, I'm whispering so they can't hear me. <laughs> Well, I kind of think your hypothesis has already been disproven as the uh, big one that has brought us here is far greater in size than the leader here who has uh, granted his presence to us. They have different kinds of bigness. Oh, very well. So we look around the room. Okay. The room is a... Don't worry. It hurts. I know. Um... It's basically just a round room with a bench that goes all the way around it. There's basically a door. The, the room is a circle, or a cylinder. And there's a bench that goes all the way around it. A door, and then a bench that goes all the way around. So the door we came in, and another door. Yep. yep. Anything of importance here? Just a chamber? Yep. Move through to the next room. No, nope, he stops there. Ah, okay. He motions for you to sit down. Okay. Very well. So we sit. Okay. And wait. He sits on the opposite side. So, what brings you into our lands? Perhaps my friend, uh, the, the, our fearless leader, Torque, would, would allow one of us to uh, speak for him. Oh, there's no need for that. We have come here on a mission of errantry and also possibly, uh, yeah, we're just kind of looking around. <laughs> uh, perhaps what my friend here is meaning to say is that we've been experiencing a, a, a huge cataclysmic event above, and we are trying to find the answer to that uh, during our, our travel to this location. Uh, we discovered these strange beings that have fallen from the sky that uh, look like they're burrowing into the earth, and, and we're somewhat concerned that your, your fair city, this beautiful city that you've created, might somehow be endangered. Hmm. So it's true, then. The, uh... 
the gods of the moon have moved to act. What, that what, is unsettling. What do you mean the gods of the moon are, have come to act? Yes. Well, much like your world has gods, the moon has gods. Mm-hmm. Well, who are they acting upon or against? Or is the it gods, particularly you? No. They probably don't even remember us. The gods of the moon are mad, but in their madness, sometimes they accomplish certain horrible things. This might have been one of them. Do you know of these little creatures of, of which we, we spoke? What do they look like? Like things you don't want near your face. I see. Or our face. Well... Horrible little biting creatures that, that attack in mass and crack out of these... Torque, what did you call them? What? <laughs> you crack out of these egg-like shells. They was, they was lizard monkeys. And they, they had them bullum heads. And as far as I know, the gods of the moon create and destroy entire races at their whim. I have never heard of these. But maybe they're a recent creation. Can any any of your ex excellent archy get to the moon? Not at this point, no. Is there anything that uh, you can do, or any information or knowledge that that we can use against to repair the damage to send the, this moon back? I suppose we might. It depends on what exactly you are trying to do. We have the sky is on fire. We're trying to undo all the damage that was caused and return the world back to the rightful balance. The, yes. Hmm. These forces. We're trying to seek the balance for of the force. Several years now, I have tried to speak to my brethren and convince them that we should once again become involved in things, but they do not see it that way. I think that. Now that the gods of the moon move against this world, we perhaps should end our hermitage and take action in these events. I would appreciate you speaking to them and seeing if you can convince them. We can do anything that would help at this point. One one final question before we go and talk to these people. Does does the term the void mean anything to you? Yes. There are five gods of the moon. Together the five gods of the moon comprise the void. Okay. We were attacked by creatures that claimed that we were uh, uh, enemies of the void. Mm. And apparently that makes a lot more sense now. Did you take action to stop their plans? We did. We brought the, down the tower that was in, in Moonhold. Hmm. Then I believe you are officially enemies of the Void. Okay. Well, that's bad. Yes, it is. You are in danger simply by being. Are, are y'all enemies of the Void? I suppose you can call us that. But we have been out of the fight for a long time. 
Well, when my the, grandpa Torque used to say that the enemy of my enemy is probably somebody who may not be a friend, but at least won't hit me in the face. Hmm. I do have very little desire to hit you in the face, Torque. <laughs> but really? the point is, maybe, maybe, maybe when we do what we do, and we can help you, and maybe you can help us. I think I would like that. Again, let me uh, see if I can arrange an emergency meeting. We were aware that something had happened on the surface. Perhaps uh, if actual people from the surface speak to the elders, they will see the error in staying out of this fight. If you will wait here, I will be back shortly. Bye. Stands up, walks off. As he walks off... um. A couple of little, um, kind of centaur looking guys, but, you know, little centaur looking robots come by. Um, there's four of them. Each of them is basically carrying a thermos and they hand each of you one. And then kind of gallop out of the room, open it. I sniff mine. What does it smell like? It, It basically smells like sugary syrup. Smells like nectar. Right? Taste it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Tastes sweet. I wait a few minutes and see if anything <laughs> bad okay. happens. Randus's head does not explode. Okay. Drink down. Okay. Yep. I mean, it's like it, it is like drinking maple syrup. Okay. But Delicious. you know, it's something. It's probably the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. True. True that. So, after a while, the doors open again, and Archibus comes back, bows to you. The council will speak to you now. Well, thank you very much. I do greatly enjoy this uh, honor you have given us, allowing us to uh, talk with uh, your kind. Well, I only hope that through your eyes they'll be able to see the error of our ways. Very well. I will endeavor to do what we can to do what must be done. He uh, leads you down into another building. This building is huge. It's probably bigger than a football field. Um, and as you walk in, the building, the entirety of the building is just one gigantic audience chamber. And you find yourselves at the center of, you know, what is, what is probably a couple thousand of these machines just kind of looking down at you, kind of sometimes clicking and chittering to each other. Archibus steps up. These are visitors from the uh, world above. They have come here seeking our aid. The gods of the void have moved against their world. I fear that in part we are to blame for that because in our exile we let ourselves become complacent and we let our watch slip. Now they will speak to you so that we may deliberate and perhaps you will find it in your processors to allow them to uh, speak from their minds and to help them in their quest. Any kind of motions at you guys in general. Elders, instead of recanting our journey step by step, let me present with you some Eldrin elements. <laughs> These pods that we have uh, contain a record of all of our journeys to this point. And I cast these pods mm-hmm. out on you 
so that you may process and listen to our adventures, these podcasts, if you will. <laughs> Ow. All right. How are you? Possibly, <laughs> possibly the best use of prestidigitation I've seen so far. And exposition! <laughs> Please refer back to the previous podcast. Um, yeah, you hear a lot of um, chatter coming from them as they communicate with each other. You do hear at least one of them say, I liked it when the big one jumped out of a building. <laughs> <laughs> One of them stands up. It is this really lanky thing. This one has three jewels set into its eye, or, you know, a three-fold receptacle for its eyes. Um, it, they're in a wheel, so they kind of click and turn as it, you yeah, know, cool. tries to focus on each of you. We have heard what you have to say, Outworlders. The Exilarchy of Cogs will now convene. You will know of our decision shortly. Very well. And Archibus kind of bows to all of them, and we also bow and walk out. Yes. Follow his lead. Okay. He leads you back to that one room and says, uh, the, uh, we will all deliberate now, but I think your podcasts have, <laughs> have definitely made an impression. I think we are now, uh, we are at a crossroads as a peoples. Please uh, feel free to walk about the city. We will send someone to find you once we are uh, set. Okay. So I guess we wander. Okay. And as I look upon these buildings, I cast history, or I do a history check. <laughs> 13 plus 11 is a 20, 24. Okay. This is architecture unlike anything you have ever seen before. Um, you know, Eldrin, obviously human architecture is very primitive compared to It's very straightforward. Right. I mean, a building, what a building does is stand up and protect you from the things outside of it. You know, Eldrin architecture takes a lot more things into account, you know, a harmonious existence with the elements and things like that. Mm -hmm. This this building looks like it's functional, and more importantly, like it could be repurposed to be something else. Mm -hmm. And by repurposed to be something else, I don't necessarily mean a building. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I I do a uh, a perception check to see if I can hear a. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't you hear? You hear plenty of those in the crowd. I hear eleven. I get eleven anyway. That way. I get eleven. Okay, <laughs> then maybe you didn't hear any, despite the fact that it's deafening. How many things are like <laughs> clicking and whirring and turning into different things? Okay. Um, a few of the inhabitants here do seem able to uh, communicate in common. Randis, you you appear to have the most experience with these devices. The little thing in your back. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll allow you to go and talk to some of these travelers. Uh, very well. Uh, certainly I'll be willing to look around. Uh, however, I would caution. Uh, last time I came across uh, some enclave or some portion of this city, it didn't uh, work out so well. Just be careful what you touch. Mm. Be Torque. Cautious. Hey, look at this over here! Torque. <laughs> what? Uh, best... But it's pants. like a little bug. Look, he's got all the little feet. Help! Help! Torque, please. Put it, please. Put it down, Torque. Put it down. 
I All cast right. uh, prestidigitation and form a funnel cake. Run away, little friend. Be free. It scatters away. <laughs> if he doesn't it's come like back, it's never meant to be. Everybody give me a perception check. Very well. Crit fail. <laughs> awesome. 21. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Okay. Torque. With my one bonus, I got a <laughs> 19. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one. So, since you were actually handling the thing, Torque, you didn't you didn't quite catch it. But uh, as Torque puts this thing down, mm-hmm. you see that kind of sniper ballista on top of that building reconstitute itself back into a guard and not no longer point at Torque. Mm. Uh, yes, please, Torque. Uh, no longer do not uh, apprehend or handle any other of the beings that are moving about. They I wasn't going to hurt him. He just had all them legs. It was neat. Well, apparently Look they at that get one. a that little. That one looks like th- a ducky. So let's let's leave it alone, please, Tori. Apparently they uh, do not enjoy being handled. Uh, it makes them nervous. Uh, just uh, yeah, look with your eyes, they... not your hands. You used to get that same problem from the girls on the street, where they'd be your friend for some gold. And uh, what? Oh, that one looks like a horsey. Yes, yes, it does. Anyways, <laughs> so we. Wander around. Okay. You think they got any bacon? Probably not, Torque. I assume that these guys, these beings do not consume as we do. They did have syrup. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe they have a trove of pancakes somewhere. <laughs> maybe some kind of house internationally. That. <laughs> God, I am just going to go on a smacking spree. <laughs> I should have brought the fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you guys just kind of wander around? Yeah, look yes. around. Do we see any shops? Do we see any... Yeah, there are shops. Restaurants or any... <laughs> what do they the sell? Um, parts, mostly. Okay. Hmm. Nothing really of value to living hey, beings. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would they offer for it? Or if I just start like, how much is this? How much? Oh, like, looks at it. <laughs> what do you have? Um, we have. I got these there. shiny golden discs, which <laughs> you know, the little shopkeeper guy um, bends down to look at him, takes out a little monocle, and just kind of <laughs> rivets it onto his eye. Looks down at it. Mm, well, I do need to plate some things in gold. I will give you this polyphacetic array for that one gold piece. Deal. At which point he promptly turns around, takes out, like, this torch just comes out of its arm, and he puts the gold in a little container and goes off to possibly plate something that he was meaning to plate. I have no idea what this does. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking all sorts out of widgets and whatnot, and, like, poking and prodding and turning and... Okay. A um, little sphere rolls over to you guys and unfolds into another kind of little spider guy. Mm-hmm. Arquibus is looking for you. He will see you now. Follow me. So we follow the... Uh, and he falls away. The ball. Yep. <laughs> is that like your D0? It's a D1. <laughs> I had a D1 once, but it fell wrong and I've never seen it again. <laughs> it just ceased to exist. 
We're following the little ball. It's a one-sided die. Yep. Some somewhere when the universe reconstitutes, like just kind of shifts a little, it'll just pop back into existence. <laughs> anyway, you guys follow the little ball. Um, and and thank you for the marching order. <laughs> the um, it leads you back into that. I ho, I ho. It's up you to the guy we go. <laughs> he leads you back into the room that you guys were in earlier, and Aquabus is there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Hail, Aqualung. Aquabus. Aqualung. Yeah. Bows to you guys. We bow in return. We bow back as best we can. <laughs> the elders have decided we will. We could not, I could not personally convince them to join the war as such, but we have decided to become a bastion for the people of your world. Um, you can consider us allies in your quest against the void. We will make our city public and any people from your world that desire aid or shelter can come to the Exilarchy of Cogs. Well, thank you thank so much you. for your that kindness. Is... It's it's greatly appreciated. I would suggest that you do not leave this room for the next five minutes or so. Very well. And he kind of turns around and walks out the door. Door closes. Okay. At which point you guys hear this really loud hum. So we're in a dance club. <laughs> and then, um, you know, your characters being from a uh, medieval fantasy world are not familiar with what an elevator feels like, but all of a sudden you feel like you're in an elevator. All right. my, I feel oh, suddenly the light. The bottom drops out of the stomach. Uh, my stomach yep. does It actually feel feels so like good. you're going up. I felt something like this once, only backwards. <laughs> <laughs> this is like falling up into the sky. Yes, it is. Quite some sort of magic or something. Strange. Yep, you very quickly realize that you are in fact moving. Can't you fly? I can't. You can't? Nope. I, I thought can't. I seen you fly that time when you fell out of the thing and... I think you're thinking of someone else, Torque. No, you did. You was you was falling and then you stopped falling and you just... Oh, yeah, but that takes like five minutes to uh, crank up. I don't think that's quite... <laughs> Quite the same as my pants of parachute. Plus one. Plus one. So you guys uh, continue to move pants upward. And, and I'm confused. We're moving what are you up, confused nuts about? down. Are you confused in character or out of character? I hope when it gets to the top of the building, it stops. Um, you continue to move upward, at which point the walls stop moving. But you continue moving, mm-hmm. so um, you realize that uh, essentially <laughs> the ceiling's getting shorter. No, <laughs> you're being fired out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I'll try that next time. Um, think about it this way: the the walls immediately, like the walls, oh, go down. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, there are apparently two sets of walls. One outer wall, one inner wall. Those all fall away to reveal kind of this um, 360-degree glass ah, um, cool. cylinder that you guys are in. Excellent. And as you look around, you see that 
not just your building, but a lot of the buildings in the city are moving upwards. Mm, fascinating. Um, a couple of them that um, had minarets kind of thing for tops kind of turn them and essentially they become drills and start shooting up straight into the top of the cave and spinning around and just start to drill their way out of the city or the this cave that you're in. Um, at around that same point, these huge vents open up for most of the buildings and just begin sucking air in. So all of this dust that is being generated and debris just automatically gets shot in. Um, a lot of the critters that were still kicking around um, run into the buildings and sometimes just kind of become part of the buildings. Um, and all these buildings continue to move up, up, up. Your building gets a little drill of its own just kind of growing out of the top. And you guys just smash right into the ceiling of this cave. It shakes down the entire structure, but it seems to be able to take it. Um, as you move up, all the light goes away, essentially, as you start moving into the actual bedrock. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys find yourself in darkness as you continue to travel upward. Cast light. Yeah. Okay. Steven, attack oh. the darkness. I attack the darkness with my plus one. So there you guys are in this building that is drilling its way out of the, uh, out of the bedrock. Uh, we sit and enjoy the ride? Yes. Okay. Still, perhaps. not much else to do. Yeah, we can't really exit <laughs> out of here, so I I sense that this whole city was alive this entire time and is transforming into something different. Indeed. Well, we'll see what becomes of this in a minute. Uh, perhaps we should look more into your condition, my friend. Condition? Yes, you seem to have some interesting things have happened to you since this calamity has started. Yeah, mostly I shoot elements out of my hands. Well, and there's there's, I think there's a little bit something different beyond that. Um, there's more than that? Have you been attacked by any anthropomorphic animals recently? Anything that, <laughs> anything that seems... That's a fool, what? <laughs> You seem also to be somewhat forgetful of the events that, that happen. Do you not remember the fight that we had in the in the camp where... Yeah, I remember. I, you know, shooting stuff at people. You underwent a strange change. You did get rather hairy. And animalistic. And you shot lightning out of your face. And I remember that one. Yes. But you don't remember turning somewhat... I've canine like no idea what you guys are talking about. Can I roll an Arcana check to see if I can detect anything different on, about him? My insights. Are, are you actually like getting up close to him and like looking at this point, inside I, of his eyelid? I think and stuff at this like point that? we need to examine you a little bit more closely. <laughs> can right. I roll insight with your to see permission? If he thinks he's telling us dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything insight. extra wrong with me at this point. Wow, in time. nineteen. So, Rob. Yeah. Does your character actually not remember this stuff? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, he totally remembers. He's just trying to skirt the subject. Mm. Look, we won't hold it against you. Uh, I've, I do believe that this may have been an affliction. Did you do this before the moon kind of went haywire? I didn't do... I, I was a smith. Very well. 
He never had any sorts of transformations or lost memories on nights of the full moon? No. Very well. Well, I do believe that. Did anybody strange bite you? Or any? Uh, <laughs> yes. Not that I know of. There's one time a guy I know of his nephew bit him. That's the end no. of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an aversion to silver by any chance? No, you work with silver. I work with silver okay. all the time. Silver inlay on one of my daggers. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's pretty. For, yeah. Shall I, I examine it closely in Capital City? I take the dagger and I examine it closely. Okay. I feel um, it may not have. It appears to be a very well put together dagger. Okay. By the way, I think Rob, it's time for lately you had this weird like itch on the back of your neck. You might want to check it out I think it's time later. for some poking and proddings. Okay. With your permission, of course. Just to examine you closely. I, as an Eladrin, I don't really go into harm anyone. A little poke here, what? a little jab there. What, what's there to examine? There's something There's... not quite right about the you, you boy. You conjured fire... I conjured fire. But as an yes. Eladrin, I do not turn into some fuzzy being jumping about and howling. At least not since the age of 13. <laughs> and you got them pointy ears, and them, uh, them ain't normal either. And you keep scratching your neck. Huh? 20 years. And you keep scratching your neck. No, oh, I mean him. Yeah. Oh, he's got Argu- 20 years. Yeah, Torque is actually arguing for you, <laughs> Smith, which might be a bad thing. <laughs> but he seems to be See- making sense so far. You got, uh, see, and uh, this is, again, you keep talking this, and you you got your magic, and you got his magic, and you got his, I don't know what that thing is, it's like a spider in his neck. I don't understand why turning into a dog is any different. My aunt used to turn into a dog, and she used to have to go and get shaved every couple months. I think you're worrying too much, because we're being fired out of a cannon by, by, by mechanical spiders. I examine his neck. Okay. Oh, I've got cloak. Leather jacket no, comes no, you up. Don't. <laughs> All right. Are you guys tackling him? I will. No, no, it's just we want to just uh, take a look. Okay. So these guys have basically got you backed up against the wall, all, all but kind of jumping you at this point. Your curiosity. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. hey, I may have to grab one of them by the neck with each hand. I'm just saying. I do believe. Okay. We may have so, some minor form. Both, both of, of you guys, Orem uh, and uh, Randis, have a big um, half Decap. or three-quarter, no, three-quarter <laughs> orc hand on your shoulders, yeah. and you are steadily but gently just moved about five feet away from, uh, from Smith. Uh, Tork, there's no problem. It's just a simple... It's a- if he don't want you messing with his dog Very head, well. and leave his dog head be, and we'll figure it out once we finish being fired out of a cannon by the robot spiders. <laughs> well, Very well, I Tor. figure we have nothing better to do here. We can at least uh, talk about this. Uh, if we will be traveling together, it won't hurt to uh, discuss the situation. I had a nickel once. Now, would this be... In... <laughs> Would that be? Would this be something that you're concerned with, or that you would want to alleviate in any way? Or I'm going to Diamond Throne to make sure everything's all right. Very well. I say, as long as you uh, are still within your faculties, for the most part, I don't have need to worry. 
just to keep an eye on it. Uh, however, actually, what I was more concerned with was your very brash outbreaks of the arcane forces. I would suggest uh, talking with our friend here, who seems to be quite adept at the academic focus and studies of such magics. Maybe he could give you some pointers to get that focused and maybe get a little bit more accuracy with your uh, projections. I I've been doing this for a little over a week now. You've got to give me a little time to get used to this sort yeah, of so thing. Yes, I'm just saying maybe you could have uh, an expert opinion on such matters. Uh, I mean, I can uh, try to help you as well, as much as I can, but unfortunately, for the most part, I do tend to channel through uh, mechanical devices and not so much through my own body, and I figured he'd have a bit more experience in I that regard. I did just graduate from the Cerulean Academy of Music, or, uh, Magic. Yes, but I do assume you have studied for years, which oh, yes. is, you've many, ne many never years. heard of it. It doesn't surprise me. I don't suppose you guys would accept uh, outsiders into your prestigious... Uh, no, 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 no. This is only Eldrin only. Prestigious Eldrin Academies. On that note, you guys burst out of the ground. <laughs> Very well. Phew. And the, and the building keeps rising. As you are coming out of the ground, you are seeing all these buildings, or rather, the ground just kind of shake and another building protrude, then off over there another one, then another one, then another one. Um, you were pretty sure that you were in the main part of the city, mm -hmm. um, as buildings are kind of protruding along with you and pretty quickly other buildings kind of catch up and pass you guys by as you guys were, and by no means the tallest building. Mm -hmm. Um, as you look out, you can see the little hamlet that you guys were in just kind of way, way over there in the distance and buildings keep rising kind of in an arc towards it. Okay. Um, eventually you end up, or all these buildings just keep kind of <laughs> bursting out of the ground. You end up with this very sizable crescent, um, which is the main city. Mm -hmm. And then this, we'll say, thin ring of buildings that continues to go around all the way around. And it actually, um, makes it so that the little hamlet that you guys were in is kind of in the, we'll say, northwest quadrant hmm. of this area. Um, and when I say a, a thinner ring, I mean the ring is about the th size of Moonhold itself. It's a relative thickness. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe we should go out there and allay some fears of uh, any people that may be there. And Maybe? Yes. <laughs> I think once everything stops moving and we're given the go-ahead to talk with everyone from the caravan, that would be a prudent idea. Yes. I should handle that part because I'm good with people. Yes, Torque. You're good with people. <laughs> okay. So does the building mm -hmm. stop shaking? The right? building eventually stops, um, and you find yourselves in a uh, over, you know, in a mechanical city above the ground. Okay. It is gigantic, and as the vents power down finally from absorbing all the uh, dust, um, all these compartments all over the buildings open, and all you know, all these wacky. Um, mechanical critters start pouring out of them and kind of start going about their business again. Okay. So we make our way down the tower. Yes. If we can. Yeah. Okay. The door's open. Okay. You can walk out. Any sign of... Uh, There's no stairway. Of uh, <laughs> Archibus? Archibus. Yeah, he's down there. Kind of instructing some little guys on what to do. Uh, Archibus, is there anything else that that you need us to do or uh, anything that we need to pass along? No. Okay. Do you have any questions? 
Any any suggestions on how to defeat the void? Well, if we knew how to defeat the void, we would have probably done it already. And nothing how about more? to suppress or withdraw their influence upon this world. The lunar gods are really too insane to muster any kind of concerted effort. This is probably the doing of one of their cults. Very well. So if you can find their cult and you can destroy it, that might be... It would certainly prevent any further damage as far as how to get the moon back in its place. At least for now, that is beyond our scope of knowledge. Do you have any idea where this cult might locate itself? Mm. Are they a cult that conceals themselves in the shadows of a town or perhaps in a cavern somewhere? Or do they practice out in the open? Well, I doubt, very much doubt, if you've never heard of them, that they practice out in the open. Um, have, I don't know. These, uh, like I said, the lunar gods are mad, so any cult that manages to start up around them will have its own particular ideas. You said that you had um, encountered... Uh, yeah, people who yeah. claim to be working for the Void, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what they, did you find out about them? They f nothing. They, they tried to attack us, and they have bl blacky, bloody ooze on them, and they pale eyes. I see. They're very nothing. We can get nothing from them. They're multi ninjas. I think they're after something called the four facet key. Hmm. No, the four facet key was that thing to start up the tower. Oh, okay. Or to close thing, it. What was the thing that they were trying to take from the elf? The four facet key. Oh, okay. All right. So that he wouldn't shut down their tower. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We done did that. Yep. But we already done that. Well, the only other thing I can suggest is to make yourselves an obvious target. If you don't know where they live, you can bring them to you. They appear to have it out for you. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Okay, thank you very much. Certainly. Before you go, though... As a sign of goodwill, I'd like to present you with some uh, trinkets. He uh, reaches over and um, has one of his little assistants run back into a building, and he comes out with this big chest um, that is also... It's like this uh, big metal box, mm -hmm. opens it, and pulls out this really, really shiny reflective suit of chain armor um, and he kind of folds the chain over on his arm and presents it to Torque. Uh, thank you. No problem. This, uh, this armor should keep you well protected and should someone circumvent your defenses it will latch out against them automatically. Cool. Will it protect me? It will protect you. Okay. Because circumventing defenses sounded bad for a minute there. Yes. <laughs> All the Half fixes expected. that I know, I ain't never circumvented. I climbed over one. Half expecting him to say, I like circuses. Thank you. <laughs> I know the difference between a circus and a circle vent. Circumvent. <laughs> the, uh... Don't, don't bother. He, uh... This little guy walks over to him and squeeze at him a little bit. He, uh... Archibus looks over at Randus. Our, mm -hmm. uh, 
friend here says that you've been here before. Yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, that visit didn't exactly end well, and I do apologize. That was my own... Uh, it was my accident. It, I see. You wouldn't happen to have encountered an elf. We had had one other visitor, and he yes. took something from the city. Well, yes, indeed. Uh, apparently, uh, I heard that this was uh, procured by an elf in a similar location. The Plaza yes, disc. Yeah. He looks at it. Ah, yes, this is what we were missing. Well... We have no use for it now, but I would like for you to eventually, when you have no longer have need of it, to bring it back. And he kind of like takes, cause you know, the, it's, it's kind of like this little dome. And on the bottom of it, there's all mm-hmm. these like, uh, interconnected cogs. And he kind of takes his finger and moves the cogs around like they're like a visual interface kind of thing. Yeah. Just kind of mm-hmm, 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 slides them around, moves some into the foreground, and then takes his finger, sticks it in there and goes, and it begins to take a little bit. Just and he reaches over to Randa's and kind of tries to figure out where he won't like interface. Yeah, and he just kind of like clips it to one to your belt in a part that like the one part that doesn't have ten pouches hanging from it. There's a part that doesn't have ten pouches. He might actually have to take a seven there. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's called the buckle. It, It will say he actually puts it on there as a buckle. Because he actually does just kind of like shrink it a little bit, and it becomes a little buckle. It is not the title belt. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm gonna fight you for that. He will. He'll make a he'll heel turn on you when you guys are trying to trying to tag team. I'm I'm gonna hit the sweet chin music. Yeah. I'll super kick you through. You step into my wait. Do they have glass here? Never mind. That was anachronism. I shouldn't do that. He also just brings out, like, just a tr- possibly literally a truckload of weapons. Um, nice. And has the uh, the guys that are dragging it walk over to you guys and says, uh, why don't you, along with our offer of uh, aid, take this over to your caravan and see if they can use it. Very well. Well, let's go. Let's uh, see what we can do to assist in what way. Yeah. Okay. So you guys head back over to the little hamlet. It's kind of a trek because you guys went all over the place down in those mines and mm-hmm. this area. Is pretty, and this is just like this huge, sprawling. open, sprawling area. Mm-hmm. Um, get back to the hamlet and people are freaking the shit out, <laughs> man. Find Leon. Okay. He's trying to keep people from freaking out, but isn't having much uh, success. Go ahead, since you know him. Leon. uh, Oh, hey, you're okay. Yeah. What's happening? These uh, are friends. They're the uh, exilarchy of the cogs. Or of cogs. I don't know what that means. It's apparently an ancient civilization. We seem to have located it when we went down there. Uh, They know what's been causing some of the problems. They're going to help us out some. Uh, they've offered basically protection for anybody who's been, uh, whose lives have been destroyed by the, uh, the event. Yes. Uh, if you could gather everybody up, we'll go ahead and explain, you know, what's going on a little better to the full group. So as we don't have to, you know, repeat it to everybody and 
All right, I'll see what I can I do. I cast my pods for a while. <laughs> okay. Exposition pods. You have to sit here and listen to this for four hours? <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Can there's, I just... Uh, there's this one guy... to the parts with Torque. There's this one guy sitting there who is like, this is more, more boring than whale dung. <laughs> Torque punches him heartily square in the is face. Is this guy a troll? Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I hope not. You guys couldn't take him if he was a troll. Yeah, that was pretty good. I hit him in the face until he fell. So down. Leon gathers people, and you guys explain what the Exilarchy of Cogs is doing. Um, they start passing out some weapons, just for the people that want them, mm-hmm. and keep a big stash at the caravan. Um, one of the uh, little mechanical guys walks up to you, Randis, mm-hmm. and says, uh, "Can I get some kind of list?" Of what you creatures eat. Very well, I think I could uh, assist you with that. Uh, very well, I'll assist them in compiling our nutritional uh, information. Okay. Yeah, compiles it for a while and then kind of goes off, just off into somewhere in the city, at which point these um, kind of insectile things just kind of shoot out and start just kind of flying above the tops of the cities and then start darting all over the place. <laughs> Mechanical insects? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're having lightsaber fights? No. Yes. <laughs> That's just the sound their wings make. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. So. I want to make a winged Jedi now. There's a... Tradition? There's a little bit of a downtime at this yeah, point. Still... I mean, if you guys want to... Uh, Ask any more questions of Arcobus, or if you just kind of want to get on your way. These guys, the the whole caravan, basically is going to stay here. Okay. Yes. Um, most of them didn't have any family in Diamond Throne. They were just trying to get there. But since mm-hmm. these guys have offered to protect them. Well, I feel if uh, it appears that the Void is uh, personally targeting us, or at least his agents, uh, perhaps we should make ourselves scarce from other people so that we don't get innocents hurt in any sort of uh, attack that may... Come at us. I like what Arkbus said, to make ourselves a target. And what better way to make ourselves a target than to press on to Diamond Throne? Mm-hmm. Very well. Ah. What? Uh, so we should also ask Arkbus if they have any further information on the Void and just any sort of historical information on the Void. Their typical modus operandi or whatever. Yeah, modus operandi. The uh, cult, typical cult modus operandi. Certainly. See if there's any patterns we can find or something. Yeah, certainly. That's good thinking. We'll, we'll inquire about that. Okay. You guys head back over to talk to Archibus. Mm-hmm. Hey, he seems to be over- overseeing stuff. Stuff. Really? Yep. It's hard to understand what exactly it is he's overseeing. Yeah. Kind of turns around. Oh, welcome back. How did it go? I think it went pretty well. Uh, we have uh, informed our people as to the situation, and uh, for the most part, they are pleased to get what help they can. And again, we thank you for your assistance. I understand we must look very strange to them. You do not have too many magical, mechanical beings in your world. Unfortunately, no, but uh, uh, often we can adapt fairly easily. Yes. That You're is... no uglier than my friends. Thank you, Tork. And your ears ain't pointy. That is correct. My uh, 
auditory receptors are actually on the inside of my head. I should try that. I recommend it. <laughs> I would suggest against giving him additional ideas like that, Archivist. Could be dangerous. I see. <laughs> well, what? what can I do for you? Can you? Do you have any other information or history about the Void that might be useful to us? I have a lot of history about the Void. Is this where we should, Do you have a pod that you can cast? <laughs> no, I am afraid that uh, that manner of arcane exposition is beyond our abilities. <laughs> I will actually have to explain this to you okay. through some form of analog means, possibly by vibrating the air between my uh, speakers and your auditory receptors. Very well. Would you like some sugar nectar? Huh, please. He passes out some thermos to you guys. Yeah, I, I, I didn't drink it. the first one, so... No? You know what would be really good is if we had some sort of, like, bubbly stuff to add to this. Uh, what manner of bubbly stuff? Something to make it all bubbly so that the sweet wouldn't be so sweet. Do you know of any chemical that would do that, Randis, without killing you? Hmm. Possibly some sort of carbonation would be uh, sufficient. Uh, I see. Plop, hey. plop, fizz, fizz. Yep. <laughs> Well, you can actually probably whip it up. Yeah. All right. Randa's makes some, so, uh, <laughs> alka- you know, Randa's makes some seltzer for you guys. And just mm. kind of... Randa's, this does make it taste so much better. It does. It, it gives me a lot of pep. See? Uh-huh. Oh, good God. <laughs> I swear. The puns need to stop. Hey, but they are within, <laughs> they are within, within the, the context range. of the game. That's fine. That's good. It's C, pep, comma, C. Yeah. So, what would you like to know about the Void? Uh, well, for the most part, we would like to know their uh, their followers, how do they typically behave or act, or their typical goals or motivations. Do they all melt? I don't believe they all melt. However, that does... If that melting is not something your people do regularly, correct? No. That is not a regular occurrence among our kind. If they do things like that, they are probably drawing their power directly from one, at least one of the gods of the void. Which means they must have idols or somehow be in contact with these entities. That should tell you something. Mm-hmm. There are... Before the moon came down the way it did, there were probably only certain places that were attuned to lunar energy, and only in those places would it have been easy for their priests to communicate with the gods of the void. Asking where those would be at. Yeah, so would you please uh, be able to coordinate those uh, locations to us so that we... I do not know your surface world. You will have to search those out yourselves. Very well. I would look for... Particularly tall mountains, places where silver is abundant, as silver is the metal of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps if you can find other places where these towers were erected, yes. you can find the uh, the cult itself still operating in those areas. And if this energy were to be uh, obtained in higher uh, concentration or focus, uh, what would what is the the capable of doing? What energy? The energy from the gods of the moon. I suppose they could channel it in the way that any of the faithful can channel it. Um, there, you could create some dark miracles, 
simply by virtue of being in contact with the void. I see. Is there any way to detect or perceive who might be a follower of the void? Well, you said the uh, followers of the void were decomposing around you, correct? Mm -hmm. Perhaps their exposure to the mad energies of the void has broken down their constitution to a certain degree. If you begin to suspect that some of them are around, maybe look for them among the dredges of your society, people that would naturally be covered. It is unlikely that they would simply flaunt their uh, new deformities. Mm -hmm. Is there an easier way to defeat any of these followers who might attack us? An easier way than what? Than smashing and bashing? We... Do we have any kind of uh, ward or cast that will cause them to uh, to remove themselves from our presence? We know of no such ward, unfortunately, because the gods of the void are largely shapeless, polyfaceted entities. It is hard to narrow down what exactly would move o or uh, keep their followers from moving or attacking you or anything like that. Uh, personally, in our thousands of years of existence, we've found that smashing and bashing actually works surprisingly well. We have an entire cast dedicated to it. Yeah, my whole family is too. Exactly. There is a purity in physical violence. We certainly understand it, and it can be used for good as well as evil. Plus, it has, it's kind of fun. Correct. That was awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> all the magic boys, you know, they're all with the talky-talk, and then you say, you know, it feels good to hit somebody with a stick, and they're all like, oh, well, that's all, you know. Oh, how gauche is that? And I'm just like, yeah, crack them on the head. I, I can certainly relate, Torque, as I am of our warrior cast. But we should fight something together. <laughs> I believe. Hey, Orb, stand over there for a minute. I believe we might yet get the opportunity to fight something together, Torque. That'd be cool. Any further I, questions? I have no other questions. I don't. We have books and books of lore about the void. I do not know how much of it would be applicable applicable to this situation. Um, I can give you the names of the super entities that form the void. Okay, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would that be, would be awesome. a, That would bring me most awe. Much awe. Very well. Okay. The, the first one that we know of, and yet perhaps the one that we know the least of, is called Yemne, which will be spelled Y-E-M-N-E. And its title is That Which Calls to the Silence. Okay, I'm completely out of character. Is that an anagram of enemy? Why, yes it is, but I didn't <laughs> plan it that way. <laughs> that Which Calls to the Silence? Yep. That's interesting. Uh, Torque might have caught that if nice. Torque sure. knew how to spell. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to also list their primary avatars, or would you do simply with the super entities? I do not want to flood you with information. I think the super entities will be just fine. Very well. The second one that we know of 
um, is known as Ogum, O-G-G-E-M, and its title is The Absence of Center. Because the center cannot hold. Correct. That is one of Ogham's primary tenets. The third that we know of is called the hidden heart of the ocean. The fourth one, and perhaps most well-known, is she who slumbers in agony. Sounds comfortable. Yes. I think I know her. (laughs) I believe if you did, you would not understand the world as these people do. What? Perhaps maybe you have. (laughs) (laughs) That explains so much. And the last one, and the one that is generally considered to be their ringleader and primary diplomat, is called the Monarch in Saffron Rags. The cultists will more than likely be praying to any of them directly, so hearing their names spoken around might provide clues as to what is happening. Uh, One last question, Um, if I may. Certainly. My my master, Albros, had sent me looking for a a friend of ours. He is the one that had the four-facet key. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know where this... I mean, this is obviously not technology of, of your doing, correct? Or is it of your doing? Uh, well, that is a s- problematic point in that it's entirely possible that the technology that was used to bring down the moon upon your heads was backwards engineered from ours. Do you know where this might have come from? Probably the moon itself, since we were originally from the moon ourselves. Do you know of anything called the Crescent Society? No, but that certainly sounds like a cult of the moon, if I've ever heard it. Okay. That or bakers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're familiar with our pastries? I have become very recently. We do share information between ourselves very quickly. Have you ever had a funnel cake? I have not. What is this funnel cake? Oh, it's it, awesome. Let me ask you this. Is it actually composed of a funnel? <laughs> Which case? No, but it's actually made of cake. I think they call it a funnel cake because it's a lot of fun to eat it. Oh, that is a strange turn of phrase that I was not familiar with. I may have some still in my pocket. Oh, excellent. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> that is unfortunate. We'll bring you some. We gotta bring you some funnel cakes, and I have to show you a ducky. Hmm. A ducky, eh? What yeah, does I... this ducky look like? Um, well, you know how a bird looks? Mm-hmm. Imagine kind of like a bird, only with a round face instead of the pointy one. I see. And for some reason, it ain't a ducky if it don't have a stripe around its neck. Gotcha. Well... You draw it, you draw it, and you draw it, and it don't look like a ducky, so... What, uh, what do you use these duckies for? I usually throw them in the pond. (laughs) I see. Because I believe some of our scouts are currently looking for these duckies so that they may dismember them and feed them to your people. What? (laughs) It's okay, Tork. It's okay. You do eat duckies, correct? Uh, It can be. Some people really enjoy the taste. Some find it a little gamey. I'm kind of a vegetablerian myself. 
They taste like chicken or so. I here. eat mostly funnel cake. Tasted of varian. Pasta. Pastafarian. <laughs> Pas- uh, pastryfarian. That's what it'd be. Pastryfarian. Pastry. Uh, anything else you'd like to uh, ask me while we're here? Well, if we was trying to find these here cultists, mm-hmm. you got any idea what direction it might be best to travel? No, like I said, any place where moon is ab- where uh, sorry, where silver is abundant, any place, honestly, it seems like large population centers would be optimal for them to operate in secret. Um, I got a, I got another question. All right. At home, there was a tower, and it turned into another tower. And it was all clickety, 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 big and running around, like kind of like your your city and your, your towns and your people. But when I looked up, there was a light, a beam of light or a kind of a ropey of light going to the moon, and there was more than one of them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it would be good to look for the other... If, if, if there's more than one beam of light, there might be more than one tower. Correct. Do you think maybe finding another tower would be a good idea? Definitely. If you can uh, find more rumors or talk of where these other towers might be, um, which, again, I would suggest going to a large population center as that might uh, further give you information, or it might just be easier to acquire information there. Furthermore, if you can find a second tower, you might be able to triangulate it to where the other towers might be. I don't know what triangulate means, but I figure we might be able to figure it out based on the angles of the thing. Yes. <laughs> also, do your, that... people, do your people ever go voot, 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 voot? Because <laughs> I keep hearing a noise that says voot, 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 voot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a call from the council. <laughs> well, Archibus, then, thank you very much for your time. We bow deeply towards you. We thank you for protecting our people and joining us in our cause uh, against the void. He nods. It has been my pleasure. If it weren't for you, we would still be hiding in a cave. You're welcome. And I think at this point we shall travel on to Diamond Throne. I think that's the best plan. Yes. And it sounds remarkably like a natural breaking point. That's what I was going to say, everybody. (laughs) We reached another uh, stopping point uh, in the Major Spoilers Dungeon Crawl. Somebody needs to answer Archivist. <laughs> For a yeah, just pick him up. Hello? Hello? <laughs> click, 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 click. Operator. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, for Rodrigo, D&D, Brian, Rob, Matthew, and myself. Uh, and Tork. Don't forget Tork. And we hope that you had an excellent time, because we did too. And we will see you in the next round of podcasts. Bring a ducky. It's really, really hard to play stupid when you have 
a high-level question that you want to ask. Yeah. But I, 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 and throughout I, that discussion with Archivist, I was yeah. waiting for one of you guys to mention... The tower. The towers, yes. and, and, and the fact that there seemed to be more than one beam, and was I'm it? finally just like, well... Torque is remarkably perceptive <laughs> for a dumb guy. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, I would do like how you uh, take that phrase and or you know, phrase it in a way that does oh, seem man. very Torquish. And <laughs> but you have you have to break it down in a Torque fashion, and Torque mind is very linear, so you have to think, well, uh, all That's my failure. friends are here, and, we, and we, we went to school together, so we must be in school. <laughs> be a great that's a superpower right there because it would work see that would be torque superpower dumb logic that works amazing nice uh what <laughs> did anybody else notice that donatella versace looks like that one muppet janice yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> okay just popped into my head there for a second Mm. I, believe, right, so I believe fatigue has started to set in. <laughs> I believe it has. Functioning, yes, not so much good. We got <laughs> a lot done this time. Yeah, we we actually three more. We shows. covered a lot more space. Yeah, we three more shows or three four? shows out of well, maybe four. No, this has <laughs> to be actually, three shows because we've got the Runes of Mo Moonhold, right? Attack right. on the Camp, and then the. Right. Uh, Exilarchy of Cogs is the final episode that we just nice. did. So, and having having Smith jump right into the middle of combat, I think helped in terms of you know the whole hail fellow well met acceptance factor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I mean, there is that moment a new a new player character yeah. is joining the group. You have to say, well, he's going to be one of because you can't reject him. Right. 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 We did that once in one group, and it was really unpleasant for yeah, that. Yeah. Like I say, because he kept trying to join, and we kept getting to the point where the adventure hook would allow him to join, and then one of us would intentionally f something up so he could. <laughs> well, you know, and like I say, we could have done that if we wanted to be dicks like that, but yeah, but I mean, no, <laughs> that's a dick move. You know, it's yeah, it was college. Things were different then. That's true. I'm just. Uh, Curious, Rodrigo. Did you do you do any prep time with any players? Do you, do you say okay, like you created your character and uh, you intentionally don't know what's going. You know, you tell them you, you intentionally don't know what's going on with with this. I am a very manipulative game master. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, you yeah. are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you are, and you do it in such subtle ways that a lot of people wouldn't catch it. Yep. I deliberately lie to my players. I deliberately leave information out of what I tell my players so that later, along with... Because I can tell you, well, your character's secretly a vampire. He just doesn't know about it. Okay. <laughs> I can just tell you that. And then when your character finds out that he's actually a vampire, you can go, oh, I am a vampire. I did not know. Yeah. yeah. Or I cannot tell you. And then when I reveal it, you and your character can be surprised about it. Okay. Yeah. So he's a vampire? Steven's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, that explains it. Now, what I really enjoy is the incredibly subtle ways that within your role-playing of the NPCs, you not like the obvious yes, Torque, that will be awesome conversation enders, <laughs> but the ways that you're using your NPCs to nudge us in the right directions is very mm -hmm. subtle. I try. Because you don't want to be like, NPC says do this. You know, you have right, you have right. one new quest. You don't want to do that. See, and um, you, 
You, I, I think you were aware of my, my long-term history as a game master as well. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard not to be divisive because I mm-hmm. have a tendency to want to break it down and go, here's what Rodrigo's quest, and here's what here's our MacGuffin to get there. Because to me, half the fun is role-playing, especially if you're playing somebody stupid. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me to sit there and, you know, use 2% of my brain for torque. And then watch yeah. you go, and look, look, look. Maybe there's something over there. Mm-hmm. Maybe? No? Maybe? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Turns out it's over here where you're actually looking. Yep. It's like when you're trying to get your dog to look at a picture of a dog on TV, and he stares at your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's moving. Yep. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, it seems to do a pretty good job of what I've heard referred to as uh, hiding the rails. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'll role-playing in some tense if it's planned out at all is uh, some sort of railroading, and most people hate it when it's very blatant. Mm-hmm. Right. But to make a good story, you really have to have that there in some well, way. And the, the, the extremes are, I have no idea where this is going, yeah. and the, the game masters are going, or the game the players are going to tell me where to go. And that can be fun in its own way. Or yeah. I have a friend who's a wonderful DM, wonderful game master, but he wrote a story in his head. Mm-hmm. And you can be a character in his story, but you, by God, better not undermine the story that he wrote in his head. So yeah, there's a lot of great moments for role play, but you know you're essentially being pulled along by events, whether you intend to be or not. Yeah, and I think right now this is even a little bit more linear than I like to have my stories. But I'm trying to set it up so that you guys get to a place where you have all your options open to you. Right. Um, and you do, we do have. You know, no offense to Steven, we have a very new, very basic player. Mm-hmm. So we have to build him into it and make sure that it's engaging. Yeah. Plus, you know, Torque. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like playing Torque because, uh, what? I think that's my catchphrase. If we do like another series of little posters, you should do each one and the catchphrase, Randis can have indeed. Yep. And, and, you know, Orem can have, never mind that now, Torque, and Torques can be, uh, what? And Smiths can be. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you were, you were dot, very quiet dot, this time. Dot. I, I'm just curious, uh, what you thought of the, of this group since you're new and at least two of the, the players are, are new to you. Excuse me. Um, actually, that's how I usually play. I tend to be, uh, more of a watcher, uh, like when it's time for my part to step up, I'm mm-hmm. in the game. I'm but... ready for my close up, Mister Demir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but when it's when Rob's not getting a close up, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but when it's uh, burn when the spotlight's not on me, I will be almost completely removed from everything other than the occasional comment. And there's certain characters where I'll get further into what's going on and just make comments left and right and other characters while even more removed uh, this one uh because of the whole trying to hide everything and mm-hmm. uh whatnot he needs to be more removed from so were you told though to to hide things from the rest of the group uh the character was created I, i'm just curious about that because again it's it's like we don't know really much about you except that all of a sudden you've got these powers and that mm-hmm. seems to kind of go, I don't know, somewhat against what I was told you create your character. All of a sudden I got these powers. You can role play it however you wish. Either okay. he can be really secretive about, you know, oh my God, all of a sudden 
he's fuzzy and growing mm-hmm. fangs and whatnot, or you can be, you know, open with it. Okay. But but that's just how you normally play is pretty low-key yeah. and everything. Well, it's I mean, it's a low-key character, too. Yeah, and the other thing is, is there is a <laughs> trickster. It's it's it tends to be sometimes kind of hard to find a character's voice. Um, Matthew found the voice very quickly, and so did Steven, actually, for that matter. You know, within like five seconds of your uh, prelude, we already knew who Smith, or who um, Orem was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Largely a condescending jerkwad. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> with you know. Uh, and all the other stuff that goes along with being a hero. I mean, he just that's that's the the the, the focus through which you see. Yeah, but he's not. But he's, he's got not, a lot of good things going yeah, for but him. He's not. Um, he's not self-centered. Right. It's yeah. it's the front that he puts up. Yeah. Like but everybody it is very does. much. Uh, you yep. Know, detached and more, aloof. We're this yeah. more. I don't want to say the master race, but yep. you know, we are <laughs> this. We are this master. We are. We are, we are superior. superior. We're going to, to everyone lead else. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's basically Stephen. We're going to lead. You <laughs> to, uh, so I think. I, I think um, as we keep playing, uh, Rob will find a voice for Smith that he particularly likes, mm-hmm. and then the character will become a little bit more involved in description and, and things like that. What's really awful is that the character whose voice is essentially. Silence is really fascinating, but uh-huh. because of the nature of these rounds, it ain't gonna work. It's it's yeah. it's a little harder. Being the quiet guy in the corner doesn't quite <laughs> work as well in game in role playing games in general, mm-hmm. and especially not in role playing games where you can't see other people. Right. And Torque's voice is actually an amalgam of uh, a, a role play character I played previously on an online wrestling site called Noodles, Noodles McIntyre. But you got you take a little bit out of it. I threw in a little bit of my mother's third husband and just a touch of Boomhauer from King of the Hill. <laughs> nice. And it, I mean, it just it was the the moment where you know the 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 what really set it for me was when you said in character as the chief, Torque, Torque, I need you to listen. Yep. And the response was, uh, what? <laughs> that I mean, that set the tone. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the moment where you know somebody stabs him in his sleep and it's time to kill nine nine people for no reason. Well, for the reason that they stabbed you in your sleep. Fighters are fighters for a reason, and sometimes that reason is... What? <laughs> there you go. More epic quests await us, adventurers. 